So for uh, lots of data is showing that for urinary tract infections, uh, only one out of three that get uh, antibiotic prescribed as actually an infection that should be treated. Welcome to this episode of Speed of Life. This is a podcast series focusing on innovations accelerating towards better health. My name is Björn and I am co-hosting this episode together with my colleague Diana. A very warm welcome to you. Let's jump into this episode. Hello to all the listeners of this episode and a warm welcome to our two guests, Uwe Erman and Johan Elf from Astriago. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, would you shortly introduce yourselves? Uh, so my name is Uwe Erman. Um, I am an old guy that has worked in the life science area for all my life and uh, got the opportunity to uh, join force with uh, Johan and uh, work with this Astrego project. Uh, and I'm Johan Elf. I'm not as quite as old as Uwe. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. Uh, and I'm a professor at the university in physical biology and uh, I've joined forces with Uwe in this uh, project. Great. Uh, we are very eager to know everything about your company and history, how it has developed so far, what the future plans are. Uh, but first, we would like to know a little bit uh, more about you, uh, the people behind it all. Uh, I understand that both of you are co-founders of the company. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, you won. The company originates from your research uh, and today you are engaged as a board member. Yeah, that's right. Would you tell me a bit more about your role and how it has developed? Um, so it, it has started in the lab at the biomedical center at the university. We study bacteria normally and, and uh, develop techniques to, to uh, measure these very carefully. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, at uh, one point we realized that we could see very, very rapidly if they responded to antibiotics mm -hmm. and... and um, that was then before Astrego, and uh, we joined forces with Uwe and his uh, team of, of experts in diagnostics and fluidics and, and uh, to make this to something that people can use. And um, my involvement in the company, it has varied over the time, I think, but it's um, um, I'm quite engaged in all the activities uh, now also. So. Okay. And uh, to you, Uwe, uh, what made you, 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 you mentioned it a little bit, uh, what made you engage uh, in Astriego, what you could develop uh, well, a um, more? I think we should uh, give a big thanks to SSF for this. Uh, so, Yuan, I think everybody around him described him as, as the, the real academical person that basically wouldn't touch a, a company with a pair of tweezers either, <laughs> even. Um, but um, he got uh, quite a lot of money from SSF uh, in order to do research. But they said also that 3% of the funding should go into something, into looking whether it could be some commercial aspects mm. of it. And you could not research mm. for that. <laughs> and they also forced me essentially to have an, a, a mentor from outside of academia. 
Okay. <laughs> and uh, that was when he yeah. called me. And then uh, okay. Ulf Landigren pointed at Ove and said, "This is the guy." And mm. and um, that's the background, right? Uh, and I, I don't regret that now. No. <laughs> so we so we uh, sat and talked about, uh, in principle, how you actually do a company and what to think of and do's and don't do these things. Um, and you and brought up lots of, of nice, good ideas of what a company could do, uh, but they were all very complicated. So I had to politely say that, yeah, <laughs> it's nice, but the market might not be there. <laughs> uh, so the thing that eventually became Astrego was something that you actually had cooking in, in the lab for quite some time, but really didn't mention too much to me uh, until pretty late. Uh, yeah, and I don't know why, actually. It, it, didn't, uh, <laughs> it was not intentional. Mm. Uh. No, but uh, so... Uh, but I see now why these other ideas were totally impossible to, to realize. It would have a world market of maybe five customers, mm. something like that. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm. So that was uh, how I got involved in mm. it. So it's a good thing to force uh, scientists to well, not force. I mean, <laughs> it was um, incentive. Uh, it was highly encouraged, and and it was of course a good idea. Eh? And I think uh, they have this as a principle mm. always, SSF. Mm. And mm. But the mentor, I think, is not necessarily no. an outside <laughs> person. <laughs> no, no. You mm. and you could mm. use the money for whatever, yeah. Yeah. or you could actually mm. avoid using them mm. as well and turn them back if you mm. really <laughs> don't want to. But uh, it it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. and it's perfectly okay to give credit to others mm. in this podcast, actually. Mm. So. Yes, <laughs> and, and uh, I mean I've really reevaluated my perspective on on uh, the industry side of things, and there are really creative and nice people outside, hardworking and mm. good people outside the university. Also, <laughs> yeah, lots. Of, it's lots of problems <laughs> everywhere to be solved. Uh, I think it's. Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm. And what about the, the name Astrego? Where does it come from? Yeah, AST is for antibiotic susceptibility testing, and then Rego is for defining, deciding, I think. Is Controlling, Controlling, managing. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually don't know where it, it was just there uh, after a while, perhaps. I think it was Mike Reed. Mike Reed, yeah. yeah. Came up with that one. Yeah. So w when we started the company, it was uh, of course your your uh, PhD student at the time, Ossi Östen Baltikin. Um, right. So it it started with a PhD project mm -hmm. where Östen Baltikin was um, investigating cell to cell variation in in growth rates. Essentially, he developed this fluidic system to to very accurately see if the cell is a single bacterial cell is changing growth rate by maybe 5%. Um, and uh, especially in relation to some addition of antibiotics and how that changes the growth rate variation in the population, a very basic science um, project. Why, why is it like this? And, and then um, when he added um, antibiotics, maybe a little bit too much, uh, it was clear that that they died and we could see it in five minutes or so. So mm. it's, um, 
then I think it was quite obvious to both me and Ossi that this is useful. And mm -hmm. You have begun to answer my next question. Uh, I would like you to give me the elevator pitch of, uh, of what you do uh, to, in a short way, and we will dig into details a bit later. But what is it so that you do? Yeah, so there is a big problem in the world with antibiotic resistance, and I'm sure you know that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot, big part of the problem is that um, antibiotics are overused and misused. Um, you prescribe antibiotics when uh, when it's no bacterial infection, or you prescribe an antibiotic that is too strong, essentially, and drive resistance development. Mm. Um, and this is largely because doctors don't have the tools to know if it is a bacterial infection and uh, if it's potentially a resistant infection. So um, they need to treat the patient, obviously, and, and they want to do this. So they give something that is strong often. Mm. Um, and uh, the problem we solve then is to, to uh, give a rapid uh, profile of the antibiotic resistance so that you should be able to prescribe an effective, effective antibiotic already after 30 minutes so that you never have to... Um, use a uh, too strong antibiotic essentially also that you can uh, potentially bring back old antibiotics that have been discarded because there is so high resistance okay. um, mm. and prolong the lifetime of the existing antibiotics because new antibiotics are hard to come by mm. thank you uh, and how would you deepen that what are the details crucial details in the in the, the product or in the crucial <laughs> details in the what makes the the product work yeah. um, so it's it's um, it's a more detailed view on the bacteria than has been done before so we look at individual bacterial cells instead of colonies of cells which and looking at the growth um, of the individual bacterial cell instead of the number of colonies that forms on a plate mm. um, which means that we can essentially do the same assay we treat with antibiotic and see if it changes the growth but uh, by then just looking at individual cells we can cut the time from maybe a day or two to 30 minutes um, which then makes a big difference of course okay so what differs you from the competition so i think what what differs us from the competition most is that we can give a very rapid uh, response mm. um, we can give a response in 30 minutes instead of uh, most of the rapid ASTs that are around are more than three hours. Mm. Um, the other big difference is the sensitivity. Since we are looking at individual cells, we can go, go down a lot in the number of bacterial cells. Uh, we can make an um, AST based on 100 cells, which is, um, I think, not possible with the other techniques. Interesting. Yeah. What are you uh, f focusing on? Uh, what areas are you focusing on right now tar of targeting? Yeah, well, the first product is a uh, test for urine, uh, urinary tract infections. Mm. And that brings up also another big difference with other technologies. We are targeting a low cost, decentralized type of test and not uh, a complicated uh, central lab type of, of uh, test. So it's. Uh, it's an affordable one that can be spread uh, in, in the healthcare system as well. Uh, that's uh, another important one. We are more 
I shouldn't say compete because dipsticks are not a competition, but uh, you could basically uh, say that it's similar to a dipstick when it comes to uh, the usage of it. So, yeah, quick, and, reliable, and, yeah. low cost. So you, urinary tract infection would be the first uh, target because it's a huge um, number of um, patients, 100 million a year approximately, uh, that are responsible for 15% of the, the antibiotic usage in, in human medicine. Um, but it's not the biggest killer, obviously, which is sepsis. And uh, that's an obvious next target, I would say, along with uh, tuberculosis. So for uh, lots of data is showing that for urinary tract infections, uh, only one out of three that get uh, antibiotic prescribed has actually an infection that should be treated. Okay. So it's an over-treatment that is... Uh, 60% or more, which means that for the 15% that uh, is used, you could actually take out the 10% of all antibiotic that just with uh, using this type of test. And what's the timeline of it? When can it be on the market? Uh, it's planned to be on the market next year. So uh, beginning of next year is uh, is what we hope that we will be ready with. Obviously, uh, it's short time. Uh, we have now August, and uh, it's not many months there, uh, and we have lots to do, so we are working hard on, on getting there, but that's uh, the ambition. Mm. Interesting. It's always mm -hmm. good with tight deadlines. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, challenging and uh, motivating. So what is the mm. first market then? It will be Europe. In Europe, okay. Mm. And uh, then... Uh, Follow quickly by by uh, U.S. and Japan. We have a, uh, a collaboration, part ownership with a Japanese company called Sysmex, and they are a true global diagnostic company. So they are bringing it out. So we are doing the technology part, and they are doing the marketing and sales. Oh, okay, so it. they will help distribute it. Yes. So uh, all these things are already aligned and, and ready. So pre-marketing activities are ongoing, and and so on. And uh, now when we talk about startups and, and small companies, uh, I think, uh, and also with an old person like me that has done this several times before, I think this is the thing that is the most difficult one for companies uh, to find the market channels out there that really brings your product out. Yeah. That is the thing that is most difficult to find and, and cost the most. So uh, I think we are very good off in yeah, I think securing so this channel so early. It's it's often very obvious that even if you have a good academic results, research results from from academia, it's uh, you know that's what you focus on in the beginning. You know, just the product or the technology. It's you don't have the staffing to to do the marketing or to look into in the analysis of, of future markets and so on. And it's very difficult to you know finance those kind of yeah. staffings as well. So. It, it's good with the experience that you come in with in that, and also have a backup from a major company like Sysmex, definitely. Yeah. yeah, there are so many things that are different from the academic setting in mm. terms of setting up production capacity and all the quality systems. And we are developing all the parts ourselves in Uppsala, so both the instrument and the, the cartridge, and just seeing the 
I mean, the scale of, of the production system is quite impressive, I think. Another part that we are interesting, interested in is uh, your a company's culture and visions and values. Um, would you like to tell me about your way of doing things? You have already touched it upon it a bit already, but we try to get everybody involved, uh, and uh, the culture we have is uh, is rather laid back. I think uh, I'm looking at you, Johan, and you could be the judge you are both external and internal <laughs> but we are uh, uh, I think we are trying to manage the company by showing the way rather than pointing the way um, and uh, when we started the company we were uh, eight people and we spanned the the room in a good way so we had good expertise in different areas and uh, they have led the company uh, in in the different fields needed uh, through experience uh, to a great extent and um, I think this is uh, one cornerstone in, in how we have had it uh, over these years. We should perhaps mention that the company was founded only four years ago. Mm. So we will celebrate the fifth year in uh, actually mm. after we have launched March. hopefully. Yeah. Mm. So we'll launch uh, mm. during our fourth year which is uh, uh, something that I think we should be proud of. <laughs> That's uh, rather quickly. Yeah, it's quite exceptional. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I guess it hasn't been a straightforward path. Uh, no, nope. <laughs> during we, these we years, we have uh, changed product direction at least twice, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> so urine tract infection was an early target, and then we switched to sepsis okay. somewhere in the middle, and then back again. Okay. <laughs> so what made you change back? Well, it was the marketing uh, activities from Sysmex. They uh, they are good at urinary tract infection or uh, urine analysis, I should say, not uh, infections, perhaps in in the setting that we are addressing. But they felt that that was uh, a good fit with their marketing experience and ambition. So, uh, and we had that as our main product target in the beginning as well. So it was not a big thing for us to change but we uh, we we had a period where sepsis was our target mm. and uh, I'm sure we'll come back to that at some point as well but you have to start with something and yeah, mm -hmm. probably have a lot of learnings from that as well that will yes. benefit you in the future so yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked a bit about the uh, uh, company's culture and visions and values, and those are more and more important to communicate uh, in order to attract the talents, future employees, or even investors. What do you think attracts people to work at Astrego? I think the main attraction is the fact that people immediately understand the product and, and that we will make good out there with it. So it, it feels uh, very positive to address this. Um, uh, then, of course, also that you see that the company has speed through the water. We are actually moving things quickly. So it, it's, it doesn't become 
uh, boring to spend spend the days there. <laughs> uh, I think this is. Uh, and I think it helps to see all the parts under one roof also to see the analysis team and the, those building instruments and those running all the assays um, at the same time, mm -hmm. drinking coffee together and mm -hmm. and uh, sharing. How the, many the challenges. employees are you today? It's forty. Right. 40, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, before this interview, you, you, you asked me what I had been doing, and, and I started at Biacor once upon a time. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that has, as everybody knows, become a, a very important company and product. And when you're out in the world um, meeting with other life science people, professionals, and, and you tell them that you have worked with the BIACOR system, they, they immediately recognize that. It has become a, a cornerstone in, in the analysis of, of protein interactions. And uh, everybody knows about it. And uh, when you were in the middle of the development of that product, you didn't understand mm. what you were actually doing. You s I have seen that uh, the years after, long, many years after. And I feel, in a way, the same feeling now at Astrego. I feel that this has the potential to become a total novel technology that will, will make it as a standard product, or a gold standard product that will will be recognized uh, among everybody uh, in the life science field. And this is something that I think I try to uh, say to everybody that works there as well. And, and I think people are feeling that they yeah. are part of something novel and important. Um, and I think this also gives motivation and and value to people and mm. makes it easy to come up in the morning mm. and go to work. Uh, which you have to rephrase now in COVID time when you actually wake <laughs> up and don't go to work, but yeah. still you still you work. <laughs> sure, mm -hmm. I think also coming back to the problem statement that, that you gave us, Johan, also I think it's quite easy to find a passion in that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And as you said, uh, from 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 science to product in four, five, six years. That's a, a great job. Uh, what, where do you see yourself in the next five years? That's your question. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I mean, I see Astrego at least in a, in a, um, taking on other challenges in terms of infections and, and defining, redefining the standard for, for how uh, susceptibility tests are made, right? The standard we have now has been around since 100 years back plating and, and it's so clear that this has to change to single cell analysis mm. by Astrogos technology or some other technology, but it's very clear that you get so much more information by looking at individual cells. Um, and uh, this will then change how we, how we deal with sepsis and tuberculosis and essentially all the bacterial infections, which will be very interesting to see. And uh, I see that Astrego will have a big part in that. So. Mm. And how are you going to get there? One infection at a time, <laughs> I think. That's, <laughs> that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. 
Yeah, I guess it's uh, also coming back to the problem statement. I guess it's quite a competitive field. I guess many people get uh, investments to solve this challenge with uh, AMR. Or how, how do you perceive it? Yes, it is a competitive field. Here in uh, in Uppsala alone, we have uh, two other very prominent good mm. companies that are addressing this. Uh, and uh, there are many others out there as well. The uh, the direction we have taken here in the beginning with a, a point-of-care test or uh, decentralized test uh, is not that uh, usual, though. And this is something that is recognized also by the, the medical field. When, when you tell doctors that we are addressing this area, they become very happy and say that... Uh, Basically, never it happens that you start with the decentralized no. point-of-care settings. You start with some some more uh, complex system, and then and it, it works it its yeah. way mm. out. But we start in the other end. So I don't think we have that many competitors in the niche that we are addressing now. Yeah. But if we change over time and, and go into, for instance, sepsis or mm. so, then... Uh, but then we also solve a different problem right yeah. to to deal with the prescription of antibiotics mm. in relation to um, overuse we need to be by the patient and change the original prescription uh, in the centralized setting it's uh, you're solving the problem of giving the right drug to the hospitalized patient maybe but but not changing how much antibiotics we are using mm. yeah you see it as a as a benefit of having other strong uh, companies and, and uh, scientists and experts in the region? Yeah, the absolutely, field. yes. It is, uh, we have a good collegial uh, relationship also. Uh, mm. We, I don't think we see each other as real competitors, but rather colleagues and uh, we and try to yeah. be better. And also very strong research in antibiotic resistance at the university. Mm. And, uh, with the antibiotic resistance center at the university and lots of research groups that are engaged in these questions it's a very good environment and most i mean i think clearly the strongest environment in europe mm. in, in relation to antibiotic resistance yeah on our, on our from our perspective that is perfect because we try to have the assistance approach to everything and mm. and for us we see that having the, the more experts the more companies we have in the same field we only can see the strength since it's still a global challenge so Mm. We still need need to compete on the total global market in the end. Mm. Yes, we'll get back to, 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 to those fields and those questions. Uh, what are you most proud of having achieved? And both of you can answer that question. And also, if you were to restart this journey, what have you learned? And well, I think uh, that the fact that we have homed in on, on the real problem and, and went for a for a product so early and has been able to actually get there as well now is something that I think we have done very well. Uh, it is, as you said, uh, systems approach also on the company side. You need, you need uh, an instrument that reads the, these bacterial cells. You need a cartridge that uh, captures them and you need uh, an assay that actually does the work uh, 
and we have addressed all these things and uh, I think we have uh, portioned out the resources in a good way into all these different fields and got it into uh, completion around the system in in a quick way mm. yeah, I think and that is yeah, good and I'm amazed that, that uh, Struga has managed to kind of um, make it so user friendly and and uh, to work every time compared to the lab setting where we I mean it takes days for an experienced postdoc to set up an experiment and mm -hmm. then several other postdocs to analyze the data f um, for a similar experiment and th to package that in a user-friendly setting that is um, I mean that's that's not where I have contributed but but uh, I really think that's something to be proud of that it's possible mm -hmm. this is something that you would have done differently if you had to restart that's a tough one I mean it, it of course there are we are not out on the market yet and uh, we do have things that we work with on mm. a daily basis now as well mm. uh, but I think uh, the amounts of, of uh, difficulties we have had I don't think they are mm. extreme in any way I think on the contrary I think the it has been mm. uh, it, it has gone the way planned actually yeah. mm -hmm. switching target from urine to blood and back maybe it sure. wasn't optimal but otherwise no no major um, deviations I yeah. Think. yeah we um we, we had a detour when it comes to the analyzer as well okay. yeah yeah uh, we uh, found a very good supplier of instruments uh in Hungary that we worked with for quite some time. I don't think I would call that a mistake either because uh, they were very strong and provided good uh, solutions for us very quickly. Uh, if we would have done it ourselves, the first instruments we did, we did ourselves. Mm. The second generation was done by this Hungarian uh, supplier. Uh, but the, the business side of things didn't work out with them, so we had to uh, bring back the development internally again. So and it feels very good now to yes. have complete control over the yeah. instrument and the timeline and the production and mm. everything. And you plan to keep it that way? Yes, yes. for time being at least. Mm. You, you never know when it's when you need to make thousands and thousands. Yeah, when you scale up, yeah. um, um, definitely. But uh, it will be for a foreseeable period, we will continue to do that. Uh, so all in all, I don't know if that was, a, if I regret <laughs> that either, but uh, it was a detour. It was very important at the time to do it that yes, way. Yes, yeah. And it's very hard to know what would have happened otherwise, I think. Mm, sure. yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And as you know, uh, we uh, as uh, at Stuns, we are part of what we call innova innovation support system. And we would like to believe that there are opportunities in being part of strong clusters and ecosystems where there are others with similar interests. Uh, what are your experiences of the support system here and uh, in the region? I know you have been in contact with yeah, the university, yeah. with Sweet Life, with... Yeah, in the beginning it was very important, I must say, with the IP 
support mm. getting in contact with the right business uh, coach we heard in the beginning yeah that, that <laughs> was that was kind of separate from mm. from um, that was more through the funding agency but but this innovation support here was very important i say for the for the ip development early on and also for uh, some seed funding for the first prototypes that we developed Oh, now, with that said, um, it's very, um, we're very humbled to have you here, and it's very interesting to hear about your journey. And, and we look probably more forward to to the upcoming journey that you have as well, and all the success. And, and we wish you good luck, and thank you very much for being part of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Mm -hmm. This podcast series is developed and produced by Stuns Life Science. Stuns is a foundation creating sustainable growth through private-public collaborations. Thank you for listening and for more information about this podcast and as well as about Stuns, please visit our website lifescience.stuns.se and follow us on LinkedIn where you will find us under our name.